We hope you'll be blessed and inspired and challenged and motivated by this fresh word from Christian Heritage Church. When we open the Word of God, and you can be seated if you want to be, I'm going to be very brief this morning, not more than an hour and a half. When we're in Nigeria, if I didn't preach at least an hour, they felt cheated, so it may rub off. Who knows? When we open the Word of God and we read what the Bible says in 2 Chronicles chapter 5, it says that as the people begin to worship God, God came into their midst. I want you to understand this morning there is a direct link between our worship and the presence of God in our midst. There is a direct link between our worship and God expanding and enlarging and broadening His presence in our lives. Matter of fact, if you read 1 Chronicles chapter 25, you'll see that when David became king of Israel, he instituted a new form of worship in Israel. He brought in all the instruments. He brought in a 288-voice choir. He brought an ensemble of 17 individuals to sing praise and give glory to God Almighty at all times. And when he instituted that new form of worship, Israel began to expand. The borders begin to broaden. You see, hundreds of years before, God had said to Abraham, I'm going to give you this land. But it was never completely possessed by the nation of Israel. Moses didn't do it. Joshua didn't do it. The judges didn't do it. It wasn't until David became king of Israel and David began to teach the people that when we worship God, God comes down among us. God fights our battles for us. God brings victory on every side. God expands our territory, enlarges our borders, that Israel began to occupy the promise of God from hundreds of years before. I've come to tell you this morning that when you and I choose to worship God, there are battles we will fight in worship because worship is an instrument of warfare. And when I lift my voice to the King of Kings, when I begin to exalt the risen one, when I declare there's none like you and none beside you and none that compares to you, oh, it puts the enemy to flight. It brings victory into my camp. It expands my life. It lets me see the the promises of God in and over me. Some of you in this room this morning have a vision that's never been fulfilled. You dreamed a dream that it's never come to pass. There's a call on your life that has never came to completion. Well, I've come to tell you this morning, it's time to lift up the high praises of God. It's time to begin worshiping the King of Kings because as you exalt Him, He sets the enemy to flight. He brings to pass that which He has promised as we begin to worship Him. I look over this room this morning and I say, God, fill this place up. It's only going to be fulfilled, folks, not by great preaching, not by great music, but by great worship. When you and I develop a heart for nothing and nothing more than to know him and to experience him and to walk into his presence, it allows us, listen to me, it allows us to put aside our petty preferences. It allows us to put aside our petty preferences. I don't like that style of music. Who cares? 
I don't care what you do or don't like. What I want to know is, did you come to worship the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords? Did you come to give glory to the one who has saved you and delivered you, promised you to heal you and to mend your lives? Did you come to exalt him? Because I am convinced Tallahassee is looking for a church whose only priority is to worship the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Listen, we've got enough titles. We've got enough programs. We have enough facade in the church today. What we need is a body of believers who will say, I have come to worship Jesus Christ and Him alone. Have you come to worship Him? Because when you worship Him, battles are fought in worship. Victories are won in worship. Things you have been struggling with, things you have been pushing against, things you have been fighting for, suddenly find an answer when you shift your attention from what's in front of you to who's the Lord of your life. When you shift your attention from the problems surrounding you to the God who is greater and over and above all and everything, oh, would somebody give him some worship in this place today? Would somebody lift their voice and give him praise in this place today? Would somebody say, I've come to worship the King. I've come to magnify His name. I don't care what you think of me. I don't care if you call me a radical. I'm going to lift up the name that's above every name. I'm going to exalt Him and magnify Him. Worship Him and glorify Him. Because that's why I'm created. To worship the King of Kings. See, it's in worship that battles are fought and won. It's in worship that battles are fought and won. Put Isaiah 54, 1 on the screen, please. Second thing I want you to know, it's in worship that barren places are revived. That barren places are revived. Isaiah 54, 1, the Bible says, Sing, O barren one, you who have not born, break forth into singing and cry aloud. The next verse, as you continue to read it, you who have not labored with child, for more are the children of the desolate, Then the children of the married woman says the Lord. The next verse, it goes on to say then to enlarge the place of your tent. Let them stretch out the curtains of your dwellings. Do not spare. Lengthen your cords. Strengthen your stakes. What is he saying? He's saying when you have a barren place in your life. Maybe it's the inability to bear a child. Maybe it's a barren place in your finances. Maybe it's a barren place in your business. Maybe it's a barren place in your family relationships. Things that are not bearing fruit as God wants them to. What did he say we need to do? Put verse 1 back up there one more time. He said, sing, O barren one. Sing, O barren one. Sing, O barren one. Oh, if there's a barren place in your life, lift up your voice. Give song unto God. Give praise unto God. Begin to magnify God. Sing, O barren one. Sing, O barren one. Every time I've shared that scripture with individuals, God does something mighty in their lives. The couple in North Carolina, Yvonne, we preached a revival there four or five years ago, maybe four years ago. They'd been trying to have a child for eight years unsuccessfully. Tried everything the doctor told them to do unsuccessfully. Spent thousands of dollars unsuccessfully. 
And that night I said, it's time to sing, O barren one. And that little girl came down the aisle. I remember praying for her and moving on. Nothing spectacular. But can I tell you, 10 months later, she had their first child. Today there's three kids in that family. Because it's time to sing, O barren one. I'll never forget the lady that came to my office right after we went to Topeka, Kansas. We'd been there maybe a month. And she sat down and she said, we've got a major problem. My husband's in business for himself. We owe the IRS $80,000. We have no way to pay it. If you've ever been crosswise with the IRS, you know that's a problem. They'll come after you. There is no mercy from the IRS. And I begin to read this scripture to her. In that place of barrenness, where there is no money, where there are more bills than there is supply, your response is not to whine, moan, and groan. Your response is to sing, oh barren one. Sing, oh barren one. Sing, oh barren one. Three months later, she walked back into my office. There was a smile on her face. There was a spring in her step. And she said, we don't know how it happened, but in three months' time, that debt is completed. Completely satisfied. Why? Because we sing, oh barren one. We sing, oh barren one. I love that scripture. Listen, there are breakthroughs that occur when we begin to praise and worship God. When we begin to sing to the mercies of God. When we begin to declare there's none like him and none beside him. When I choose to say, it doesn't matter what I see out there. My eyes are focused on the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings. He is my provider. He is my healer. He is my peace. He is my victory. And I'm going to sing in the barren places of my life. Then we find ourselves coming to places where breakthroughs occur. Oh, folks, I'm here to tell you this morning, it's time to stop living in the barren place. It's time to move to the breakthrough. It's time to move to the answer. It's time to move to the place where God will miraculously and mightily and powerfully prove himself to you one more time again. It's time to place a demand on the portals of heaven and say, your word declares it. And if your word declares it, I'm standing on it. I am singing. I'm believing that my God is coming to my aid. Oh, come on. It's time to sing, oh barren one. Sing it one more time. Every praise. Come on, sing it out. Stand your feet. Every praise. Our prayer is that God will take this word and plant good eternal seeds deep into your soul. Father, we pray for your great wisdom to infiltrate this listener, draw them to you, and take them gently down the road to their next destination in life. And if you're in need of a home church, we invite you to join us at Christian Heritage Church on Shera Road in Tallahassee, Florida. A multicultural church founded on the truth of God's Word and the power of the Holy Spirit. For a worship service where the presence of God has first place, you're invited to Christian Heritage Church. Sunday morning service is at 10.30, Wednesday evening at 7, plus youth group and kid power and small groups and more. For all the latest information, visit our website, chctoday.com.